Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly and Luke, glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss. Great place to eat. Great place to cater your next event. Christmas coming up. Holidays. Thanksgiving. Catering is one of the specialties over at Dickie's Barbecue, and Kelly and I both have experienced that. Never gotten a bad one, Santa. And I need to ask Justin too if they like if you get the turkey, will they smoke it for you, like for Thanksgiving? Because I know a lot of different. Yeah. It's not you know, some people like like doing that, you know, taking it to. I think they do that, yeah. but I'll have to check for sure. We'll report back. Check them out, Dickie's Barbecue. Great supporters of Southern Miss. Coming up later in the show, Dominique Davis is the. Sunbelt preseason women's player of the year. Had a great conversation with her earlier and found out uh, Coach Jay Ladner, who now joins the show, that even though Austin Crowley is the male preseason player of the year and these two kids are good friends, that Austin's cheap, she said, won't take her out to dinner to celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) No, and Austin, I can kind of see that. She was afraid she'd get stuck with the tabs, what she told me. <laughs> well, we're still trying to get an NIL deal so Austin can get his nails done. So, get them nails done. You know? That's right. That's right. Coach Jay Ladder on the Eagle Hour. Coach, I got to tell you, I mentioned this to you off air, but, man, it was fun Sunday afternoon. It was it was like a heavyweight fight, toe-to-toe, for 15 rounds. And uh, as you told me, both teams benefited from a preseason uh, matchup like that. Well, we couldn't mimic that. You know, the NCAA rules, and again, nobody's ever been at explain, able to explain to me why, but of course we have to go by them. In the preseason, you can have two uh, competitions versus outside competition, basically. And, and if you if you choose to play a non, I mean, a Division One team, it can only be done two ways. It has to be what what they refer to in the industry as a secret scrimmage, meaning a closed scrimmage, no media, no fans, no anything very strict about anything other than just the coaches and the players involved. Why? I don't know. The only exception to that is a charity game. If the money goes to a charity, well, of course we, no shortage of charity. So uh, back during the, really started back in the spring, we were actually trying to schedule Mississippi State in a in a regular season game. weren't able to work that out, and 
So just off the top of my head, I asked Coach Jans, I said, well, Coach, if we can't work a regular season game out, what about playing a game for charity? And, uh, and he said, Coach, I, I would be interested in doing that. And, uh, of course, then, then there was, no, again, no shortage of charities. Uh, my first thoughts were find a, find a charity that was dealing with the uh, tornado victims because I had wanted to do something for them last year or in the spring and uh, even have an event. But anyway, so it worked out where, where we got a great charity, City Impact Ministries. Uh, 100% of the money goes to uh, uh, tornado victims up in the Delta, and then they had two in-state schools w- willing to play. And and to be honest with you, I was a little bit surprised that Mississippi State would be willing to come to Hattiesburg to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, but they they mm-hmm. were. And um, as you mentioned, Bob, in a you could not mimic the the intensity. Uh, the the it, I mean, it, you mentioned the heavyweight battle, and that's that's really what it was. It was just two teams that looked like they were playing in March rather than in 100%. October. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I know that we got a lot out of it. I, 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 Coach Jans mentioned that they had gotten a lot out of it, and uh, but just having the fans there, we could we could have gone to play Mississippi State in a scrimmage, or they could have come to play in Hattiesburg where there weren't fans allowed, and we just couldn't have gotten everything. Uh, right. there's no way there's no way we could have replicated that all right now what did you learn about your team in the scrimmage and then i want you to my man uh, mo arnold I, I thought played like he always does with a lot of heart but i'd like to know what you learned about your team and then i'd like to get you to comment on your new post player <laughs> number 22 who brought a lot of juice to the game when you put him <laughs> on the floor well i, I tell you what i i I learned. Well, maybe it was confirmed. It, it, it confirmed my thoughts. This team's got. A, they've got a lot of swagger and pride about themselves, and uh, they've got some toughness. And we talk all the time about Southern Miss toughness and blue collar. And this is who Southern Miss is. This is our heritage. This is our tradition. Our legacy. You know, we we want to be that. We want to. We have to be that type of have that type of scrappy attitude. And um. First of all, we were able to go to toe-to-toe with a, a top 25 team. Um, you know, I was impressed with State, to give them credit. I was really impressed with their size, athleticism. I mean, those are – Bob, y'all were sitting there pretty close. That, those are those are some big old big old dudes out right, there, you know, right. and uh, very long and athletic. But our guys are, are long and athletic, too. And, uh, you know, we are disappointed we didn't win. But, but again, uh, they, they made a few more plays right there at the end than we did. But – I learned a lot about our team, had a lot of pride and toughness, loved the way we defended. Uh, uh, offensively, probably uh, didn't, didn't play as well as, I, as I'd want us to play. But, but, you know, Mississippi State's an elite defensive team, uh, one of the top teams in the country last year defensively and have all their guys back. And uh, so they, they made it difficult. They had a lot to do with that too. But uh, I, I really I, – it was very encouraging, even though that we lost, that we have something to build upon. And if we could just get one of our guards back, if we could get Alvarez or, or, or Corbello ruled eligible, if Alvarez can get back about Christmas or, 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 and or Corbello, I think that would, that would really help. You mentioned Mo Arnold. Love Mo. He's, as you know, one of my favorite guys. He um, just, just hard-nosed and tough. And he, he, I, I thought even though he didn't shoot it extremely well, that's never been his – his cup of tea not that he's a poor shooter he's really improved it to be honest with you and he's going to have some good games but i thought he gave us his usual 
great uh, effort out there on uh, Saturday. He's my favorite kid. Or I, Sunday, I should say. Yeah, he's my favorite. I, I just love watching. Uh, I love watching him play. Luke, get in here with Coach. So, uh, Coach, a, a guy that has really shown in the first two games is, is Victor Hart, double-double uh, against uh, Mississippi State. What And, of course, reminisces last year against uh, Lafayette. He got that breakaway and, uh, and dunked it. What, what have you seen out of him, and, and how what has allowed him really to shine in these first two games? Well, I think what you've seen is a maturity on and off the floor of Victor. Great, first of all, great young man, and when I say – maturity off the floor a lot of times people will take that coach speak language and go oh he must have some problems not not at all he, he's actually as good a young man as is as we have in our program and we've got in that saying something because we have a lot of them but very very nice young man what i mean by maturity is the the having that we we call them everyday guys we we want everyday guys we want guys that no matter whether it's in the weight room or in skill development or in practice, that they're 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 highly motivated and intense. And uh, he, he's a he's a very low keyed young man. And sometimes last year you know, we we just weren't as pleased with his effort. Now the second thing with that is is he was playing behind two pretty good players last year in Felipe Hase and DeAndre Pinkney. So his role wasn't as uh, as pronounced as it is this year. He and I had a great meeting in the spring and talked to him about uh, maturing and, and looking at this as a job, and he's preparing to, to, to be a pro one day. And but He's always had the ability, and, um, and, and that was a thing that, that we would talk to him about is that, you know, there were times I felt like that, he was he last year in practice. He would be our best player, but it, it wasn't every day. And then so, just the maturity that he is he's shown. He, he's he's become more of an everyday guy in practice and games. And uh, I'm not surprised to see him doing well. To be honest with you, because I, I've seen it in practice uh, now for two years. Uh, about a minute left uh, after the game. Of course, uh, Austin didn't shoot the ball very well, but he and Mo and a few more guys uh, were getting shots in after after that that game on uh, Sunday. I know you like seeing that. Love it, and and you know they were. I tell you what, that showed you. That showed you uh, Southern Miss was. We were upset we didn't win. They they our players were were disappointed, and and Austin took it as the leader that he should be. He took it personally that. He let the team down, which, of course, everybody's going to have those kind of games every now and then. And Mississippi State had a lot to do with it, and he's going to be the target of a lot of teams' defensive uh, game plans. And it mo-, mo felt like he there were some shots that, and some points he left on the board that could have been the difference in the game. But you, what you saw, you get them right back out there after the game, going to work. And that's the only way that 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 we know how to fix things, and that's to go up, roll our sleeves up, and go to work. So. I, I was very proud to see that because that wasn't prompted. I can assure by anybody, and there wasn't anybody on the coaching staff getting on our getting on those guys that forced them to go down there. They they did that strictly on their own. But I can tell you, as a head coach, I couldn't have been more tickled to death to see that. We're talking to head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Going to get Kelly in the conversation. Coach, go stick around for another segment. Remind you real quickly, Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can always hear it on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. More with Coach Ladner right on the other side of this short break.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let me clarify. Number 22 is Tegra Ize. And, uh, <laughs> boy, he's, he's, a, he's a big oak standing in the middle of the paint. Going to be really, really exciting when he's 100% uh, to watch. Tegra Ize yeah, I, I get basketball. Because of all of our discussions, Bob keeps going, you know, number 22, man, he's tough. I said, Bob, the young man does have a name. <laughs> yeah. Campus Bookmark sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmark, a great place to buy all your basketball swag. I guarantee you she's got it. You can shop her in person. Miss Kathleen's just the best. Or you can uh, shop online at campusbookmark.net. Got head coach Jay Ladner with us. All right, Kelly, fire away. Coach Ladner, uh, Kobe Montgomery, you guys invested a lot in. You really rolled the dice. A lot of schools uh, were after him. And with all due respect, you know some, some P5s were after him, but they wanted yep. him right away. Um, they did not want to wait. Uh, you were willing to wait. That was a roll of the dice, a gamble. Is he everything so far that you thought he would be? Yes. he. Um, of course, he's, he's another one of our players coming off of a, a not, not a serious injury, but, but a, a high ankle sprain. And he missed, he probably, I think he missed 12 to 13 days of practice, uh, got back earlier last week. Um, just prior to the Delta State game. So he's just getting back. And, of course, when you're doing that, you're not in great condition. He's exceeded my expectations. His his work ethic, attitude, just almost a prototypical Southern Miss kind of guy, Kelly. He's uh, physically tough. He's athletic, as y'all saw out there. And he can really, really shoot it. And uh, I knew all those things. But I what I didn't know and didn't appreciate is – is him on a daily basis. His his dedication, uh, commitment to he, he's always in the gym outside of practice to get him better. And of course, he hadn't. He, you got to keep this in mind. Now he has not played a competitive basketball game until the other day, in about a year and a half. And uh, so he's got he's got he, he's going to have some big games in front of him. Uh, I can I can assure you because I see it every day in practice. Yeah, and not and not downgrading your other guys, but but he could very well be since you've been here the best pure shooter that you've signed. You know, I, I would say I would say that he, he is, and uh, of course I go back to my first year. We had Ladavius Drain, right? You know, Drain could really shoot it, um, but but Kobe is just you know, of course I love Drain, but Kobe's so much more athletic and can do a lot more things and. Uh, Really can get up and bounce off the floor. Incredible uh, jumping ability, uh, and, and, and not only the height which he jumps, is how fast he gets off the floor. He's very explosive, and uh, but he can really shoot the ball. Saw that early against Mississippi State. Came right off the bench, and of course, there's a there's a battle going. You know, right now we we've got some great competition going. Uh, between he and Donovan Ivory for that spot, which is, you know, those are two really good choices uh, to to play in that position. But uh, you know, between between Austin Crowley, uh, Ivory, of course, and 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 Kobe, that gives us a good three man rotation. No matter who's who's starting there at the at the two and three spot. So you know, last year we had to play Austin, and I think it hurt him late in the season. You know, we were playing him 35-plus minutes a night, 
And, uh, and, and this year, hopefully, we won't have to do that playing quite as many. But I think we've got some good solid depth that maybe we didn't have at that spot last year between those guys. But Kobe Montgomery has exceeded expectations, Kelly. Now, now before I let you go, I did not get invited to J-Fest this year, <laughs> which, which is a big party during homecoming weekend. But it, come to find out, the Chi Omegas insisted that I not be invited. That's understandable. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I, I, would, I would imagine, <laughs> Kelly, uh, it may be not just the Chi Omegas. It may be the entire sorority. Yeah, yeah the Delta Gang. Gamma's, you were yeah, the You've Delta worn out, worn out your welcome. Yeah, the Delta Gamma signed on to that bill as well. Yeah. But before I let you go, Jay, all right, if you had to choose one guitarist, Eddie Van Halen or David Gilmore, <laughs> I know how Bob Getty oh, would answer on, this that's question. That's an easy question. I, I know how Bob that's Getty a would softball. answer. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen well, or David I, Gilmore of Pink Floyd? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm a big Pink Floyd fan, but go. but I'm going I'm going with Eddie Van Halen. Oh, say it ain't so, Coach. Come on. <laughs> well, I, Bob, you know you know my era now, <laughs> and, and and I've got a I happen to go. Let me tell you a very quick story on this. I happen to go one time back in the '90s when Brett Favre was at his zenith. He invited me to go to Jim Kelly was having a big fundraiser. Y'all may remember Jim Kelly had a a child uh, yes. that had some uh, some some real serious medical challenges. And yes. Jim Kelly was constantly uh, making, uh, 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 w- you know, making it public and, of course, uh, raising money for, for uh, young, uh, young children that had the same um, condition. And anyway, I got to go to, to Buffalo with Brett. Eddie Van Halen happened to be there, and I was in a limousine with Eddie Van Halen, Jim Kelly, and Brett Favre. <laughs> That's pretty night. good. So Eddie, hey, Eddie, wouldn't, Eddie passed away probably never remembering who I was or my name. But, you know, on my side, hey, that's my guy. That's, you know, so I, I'll there actually sit by him in a limousine. Right. Right. I hope there you was. told him all so about the 1987 NIT as well, Coach. That was that. – <laughs> Good time. Uh, I guess I can let it go since I heard that yeah. story. I don't think I don't think Eddie Van Halen probably knew who you were later on that day. Right. You know? right. No, no, exactly. <laughs> All right, coach, we're gonna we're gonna have the show at uh, Reed Green Monday. Always a big day, the William Carey awesome. Day. And uh, we're going to try to get you back up there along with I'll be Coach glad Mott. to. Just, it, it, I assume like last year, we'll come over to the yes, sir. Uh, where y'all are headquartered. Yep. Y'all just let me know, and I'll be glad to come by. What do you think about that? What, what do you think about that William Carey setup every year? Well, I, I think, uh, first of all, I'm going to say from the men's side, first of all, William Carey uh, and, and Southern Miss, I think, have a great working relationship. William Carey's done some great, great things over there. Ben Burnett, their new president, and I went to high school together. Ben's a great person, great leader over there. Um, this game, of course, has been going on for a while. You know, back in the 80s when I was playing, you know, there was never really a consideration of playing uh, William Carey, and they had some great teams. Uh, Tony Woody and Zach Cooper and a lot of guys back in the early 80s. They were really, really good. Of course, Coach Knight has been coaching there, I think, 43 years. And uh, he, he's he's a Southern Miss guy himself, played basketball and baseball at Southern Miss, is a Hall of Fame coach. And they're very good to us. They actually allow us at times when the Coliseum is um, under – uh, being used for graduations and so forth, we we go to William Carey to practice, and so that's how close a relationship that we have. Um, I think it's always a great opener. Our women play in the morning, we play in the evening, and I think it's good for the city. And hopefully, we'll have a great crowd in there on Monday supporting both universities. All right, Luke, get in here with Coach before we run out of time. 
What are you What are you looking for, um, really, out of this you know non conference uh, schedule? Um, especially, you know, you're, you're without Alvarez, and and if you can provide us any update on Curbelo, that would be awesome. I yeah. guess we're all waiting on the NCAA, but I mean, it, it's going to be a challenging non conference schedule, but it's yeah. exciting because of what we saw on Sunday. Well, we we certainly want to build off Sunday. Not happy that we lost. Uh, I think we're past the point. Or I hope we are. I think we are. Of, uh, of of playing people close and, and that type of thing, and you know, disappointed that we didn't win. But uh, again, it was it is what it it is what it is. We got beat by a top twenty five team, and uh, they they made more plays than we did. But disappointed, love to play them again. However, um, uh, the non conference we want to use our non conference schedule, which is very challenging uh, to play or to prepare us to play, I should say, in the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt, uh, and I learned this last year's an incredibly balanced league and you've got it you've got to bring your a game every night so we have a lot of areas to improve on and by playing a tough non-conference schedule like we're about to embark on that's going to really help us um uh, to, to to get ready for for sunbelt play that's what we're looking to do very simply luke is we're looking to get ourselves ready to play for conf- in the conference and hopefully compete for a league championship all right, Coach, I guess you and Kel, we're pretty excited about basketball here on this show. Did, did that come across? <laughs> we try to contain our excitement, but after Sunday, how can you not be excited about what lies ahead for us this year? Well, I, you know, I hope so. And, I, and again, um, I just I would, I stop short of saying, not that we deserve it, but we've won. We've won 15 regular season games in a row at home. I think we have a very exciting style of play. Our fans have impacted our winning. Our opponents have acknowledged that. They did at the uh, Sun Belt Conference meetings a, a, a few weeks ago, talking about that that was the toughest place to play uh, inside of our league. Um, and and so we need them. We we need our fans. Uh, but but we're excited too about our potential. Our goal is not to be a um, go to the NIT, and there is nothing. The NIT is a great reward. You're of course in the top 100 if you make it to the NIT. But our goal was to to win conference championships, make a make a great um, run in the NCAA tournament. And 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 if we don't do that, we don't we want to. And I want it to be the standard every year, not once every two or three years. That, that or three or four years maybe that we have a good team and then we have to rebuild again. So anyway, um, that's that's what I see and uh, we're we're excited about the standard that last year's team set. That last year's last year, this year's this year. We've got to go earn it again. All right, coach. Good stuff. We look forward to seeing you next Monday. Okay. Thank y'all so much for having me. I'll see y'all Monday. Uh, Jay Ladder, everybody, head basketball coach. I love the guy, but I don't know. I don't know about that. Musical comparison. I was going to say, you you would take Dave Gilmore or Pink Floyd. In a heartbeat. (laughs) We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the show. Great place to take your child for baseball, softball training. Great place to just go 
Train yourself if you're an adult. They can train you for any sport. Your sport, they got a program to help you get better and better and better at it. D1, D-Bat, we're lucky to have such a state-of-the-art facility right here in Hattiesburg. Also lucky to have Town & Country Cleaners for a long time, the most trusted cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983. Were you born in 1983? That was the year of my birth. There we go. They offer uh, bulky bedding, all kinds of services, steam pressing, shirt laundry, minor alterations, dry cleaning, bulky bedding. Still haven't quite figured out what that is. Visit Town & Country Cleaners, convenient location across from the USM campus on Hardy Street. You can call them at 601-264-4920. At women's basketball practice yesterday, and of course, the two names, Kelly Sander and Luke Johnson, that have become synonymous the last couple of years, Dominique Davis, Malia Grayson. Uh, great kids. Dominique, of course, the preseason player of the year. Had a chance to talk to both of these great young ladies, and uh, here's what they had to say. Okay, Dominique Davis on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I'm going to say this, and I want you to give me your reaction. Dominique Davis, Sunbelt player of the year preseason. It was great, you know, uh, just to see that coaches around the league respect my game and um, expect that from me, you know, and I just... I mean, it's great. You know, it's a good feeling, but it just lets me know, like, I got to get it at the end of the year, too. So it was a good feeling, though, to uh, be able to have that title right now. Now, where were you when you heard the news, and what was your reaction? Um, I think I was at home, and Coach had texted. Like, we kind of – like, they kind of guessed, you know, they were giving hints and stuff, but they never really just outright said it. And it really never settled in until we went up to media day uh, in New Orleans and then when they were – Addressing me as that when we were in the press conference and stuff like this. So it was it was great though. All right, first time in school history that the men and women have had the preseason player of the year. Have you and and uh, and Crawley had dinner or anything? <laughs> no, we ain't had dinner, but that's my guy. We see each other every day. We speak. We hang out a couple of times. You know, we do some stuff outside of uh, basketball together. But it was great to hear that. I'm proud of him. Uh, I'm excited for what he's going to do this season as well. And I think just. I think you just said it's the first time in school history, so that's just uh, great to be a part of with him. Okay, you guys, have, you guys are going to go from being the hunter to the hunted. Mm-hmm. After your season last year, you'll have a target on your back every time you take the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You know, we go out there and we worry about us. We'll be fine, you know, and uh, we want to play against people when they're at their best because that's when you're able to say, yeah, we beat you, and there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. All right. On a more somber note, you guys are dealing with you're, you're dealing with the health issues of uh, Coach McNellis, and that's got to be on everybody's mind here. Yet you have to get ready for the season. So, w- what's the mindset about that, Dominique? And uh, what, what do you guys say when you're off talking about that? Uh, you know, it's it's definitely on everybody's hearts and mind. You know, because we care about Coach McNellis, but she shows up every day and fight and. That's what we do. We see her fight every day. Every morning she wakes up, every day she decides to come up here. Uh, she's fighting. So that just lets us know, like, we have to fight too. It's not fair that she's here every day giving her all for us and we don't return uh, and do the same. So I think she just she's a great role model for us, just, just showing that Southern Miss grit, you know, and that just transfers over in practice and it transfers over to the team. So, so she's been an inspiration in a lot of ways. Is that fair to say? Definitely. She, she – um, because we be wanting her to rest. You know, we want her to go home and rest and, and let her know we got it. But she loves being here. She loves being around us, and she loves the game of basketball. And so when we see that fight and that love for the game and for Southern Miss, we, we follow suit. All right, you're the preseason player of the year. So what are your expectations and your goals for the year? 
I definitely want to have that title at the end of the year, uh, but I definitely want to have a ring even more. So uh, if we can repeat that and then get a shot to go to the NCAA tournament, uh, I'll be excited. So Crowley won't buy you dinner, even though you were both a, made that great achievement? No, we haven't had uh, any talks about dinner. If I ask him, he might he might take care of me. So Yeah, but he might leave you with a tab. <laughs> he might do that too. But <laughs> All right, best of luck to you, dear. Thank you. Okay. Okay, uh, Malia Grayson on the Eagle Hour. Malia, at a at a time when there's so much transfer portal and movement around, you've been so loyal to the program from the day you left high school. What's kept you here? What's kept me here is just the community, the community base here, uh, the family environment that I'm always around. Everybody loves each other, and it's my hometown, so it's good to be you know able to put on a show for your hometown and just to play for them and give back to the community. I've heard you players over the last couple of years that I've been visiting with you, you make that reference to family a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, family here is just it's just different. I think that everybody here is so giving and it's so like, I don't know, everybody here is just so close and it's just different from being somewhere else and just being here in your hometown. Okay, you guys are going to go from the hunter to the hunted. Right. After winning the uh, regular season last year, uh, how, do, how does that change your approach? Uh, I think it's a good feeling to to be in that uh, that spot. Uh, what I can say is that it puts it puts us in a position to be able to you know still go out and play our game, uh, regardless of where we stand. As long as we play our game and play and know what we supposed to do, I think we'll be fine. I think. It's just a difference in where we stand at from how we were last year. Tough conference, isn't it? Every game's a battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that the league is still getting newer and newer. A lot of teams are transferring into different teams, so I feel like the league will be about the same or different than uh, how it was last year with new with teams getting newer people and teams like getting rid of the older I'm here all day baby yep. all right your expectations your goals for the year my expectation expectation and goals for this year is just to you know uh, have a better percentage and score more points and rebound the ball better and to be able to uh, stay on the court longer all right. Best of luck to you. We're going to look forward to watching you play. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, uh, Luke, hard to hard to overemphasize what those two kids mean to the success of the women's basketball team this year. Yeah, I mean, you saw even last year when Dom was struggling with some of the back back trouble, um, you know, how what she means to this team. And so the fact is you've got the, the conference uh, preseason player of the year, and a lot of what helps Dom out is how Malia plays underneath. Because what we've seen is when teams double her, guess what? Down low gets open and, and vice versa. So both of those players, whenever they're playing together um, at a high level, that, that's what always you know allows uh, Coach McNellis' team to, to have success. And you know they're going to have to have to do it again um, this year. But you know, like you brought up and what uh, what Dom talked about, I mean, it is tough because. It's a uh, it's a distraction in the sense that nobody wants to deal with it. Uh, at the same time, Joy Lee's grunting it out and and grinding it out and uh, being an example to her her ladies about how to fight through adversity. But it it doesn't go away, and so 
you have to address it, call it what it is, and then find a way as a team and a coach uh, and a program to, to, to deal with it um, together as, as you go throughout the season. I think that's well said. Kelly, it'll, it'll be a different season for the women than we've ever seen because of that issue, the shadow overhanging everything. Well, you've heard the adage that adversity builds character. It would not surprise me at all if this women's team doesn't go out and have the best season maybe they've ever had. And one of the things that really can't be understated, Bob, and from my mouth to God's ears, I hope I don't ever have to go through what Joy Lee McNellis is going through. It's one thing for her to show up at practice, right. but you but you don't know the, the, the nausea, right. the, the fatigue, right. all, the, all the internal pain and agony that goes along with what she's dealing with. And yet, and of course she's got, responsibilities at the house, you know, right. the other family responsibilities. Uh, man, what a champ she really oh, is. Gosh. And, and, and look, she's in, and I say this with all due respect because she and I and you are contemporaries age-wise. It's not easy when you're, when you're no. healthy to get up no. sometimes in the morning. No, but, but I, think all th- I think the three of us are not at all surprised at the way Joy Lee's tackling this. No. And and she's and she's been public about it as well. I mean, even on Twitter, six hours ago, she let everybody know today is chemo treatment number three. And so, Ugh. you know, be praying today for for Coach McNellis. As it's just it's 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 miserable, and there's no other way around it. But I mean, she is the way that she deals with stuff. She's transparent like that, and she is inviting not just our fan base and our program. You've seen so many other basketball programs rally and honor her and and support her in her fight, but. Take advantage of that. When she lets you know something's going on, pray for her. When you you know something's going on, send an encouraging email to Southern Miss, you know, women's basketball. You know, um, and I, I think there's appropriate times for the fan base to send these emails and letters of encouragement, not only to Coach McNellis, but to the team to say, hey, you guys, you're doing right. You're responding well. And, and to be an encouragement, because as a former student athlete, when we dealt with stuff, when we knew that people outside the locker room, you know, we're, we're understanding and seeing what's going on. That really picks up your spirits as a whole team. Well, no question. I've gotten to know those two kids pretty well over the last couple of years, and I can tell you that it's heavy on their minds. There's no question about that. Nothing but the best for Coach McDellis. He's a perfect example of what Southern Miss is, no question. Still to come this week, we've got great interviews with Ethan Crawford, rising star, and a new face on basketball, Morgan Seeper. That'll be later this week. Going to wrap it up after this for today. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour on this Wednesday brought to you by D1 Training and DBAT in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. It's chilly outside, and uh, but a, a great indoor facility at DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com. Great pro shop. Christmas coming up. Uh, you can buy everything you need for uh, the athlete in your life for the spring sports. 
at DBAT in Hattiesburg. Men's golf finishes out the Daniel Island Collegiate, finishing 14th. Um, so the men uh, will, I think that, that wraps up uh, the, the fall for uh, men's golf. Uh, but, yeah, an impressive uh, fall for them as they get to get ready for the spring. Women finish second in the Judson. We talked about it. Um, yesterday, and we'll work to get Coach uh, Lucy Nunn Burke on the show next week. That will finish the ladies uh, for the fall as well. So a good good fall golf season for uh, for the Golden Eagles. All right, uh, tomorrow night, make plans um, if you're going to be in Hattiesburg. A huge uh, next two days, Friday or Thursday and Friday for Southern Miss volleyball. This is a big match as they take on Louisiana. Uh, Coach Hazelwood's squad got a chance to get back to 500 in uh, in Sunbelt play, and they will uh, take on Louisiana at home at 6 p.m. Um, tomorrow night. I'm going. I'm going to that match tomorrow night. Should be fun. I got to cover a game, or uh, or I was I would try to go. All right, I, we talked about this off air yesterday, but I want to bring it up. Coach Ladner said, you know, we're not looking to go back to the NIT. This is a I said on on the big dance, but Southern Miss did go to the NIT last year because the NIT uh, has uh, a, a system in place where if you if you're a regular season champion and you don't get picked for the NCAA tournament, you don't win your conference tournament and don't get picked, you would have an auto bid to the NIT. No longer, gentlemen. No longer. This came out uh, late last week. We have hadn't mentioned it yet, but just to get your opinion, this uh, comes from CBS. Sports.com. Regular season conference champions who don't make the NCAA tournament will no longer receive an auto bid to the NIT under new selection criteria announced Friday by the NCAA. By the way, they just announced it. There was no discussion with athletic directors, okay? Instead, believe it or not, the two top teams in the net rankings from each of the major six conferences, the ACC, the Big 12, the Big East, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the SEC, that did not qualify for the NCAA tournament will earn the first 12 NIT auto bids and have the right to host first-round games. So they're going to take, really, the teams that, that don't make the tournament, which in some of those leagues may be a 9 or 10, and they fill up the first 12, and then after those first 12 up, the remaining field of 32 is picked from the uh, – they, they go through the net rankings the, the next 20. The, the reason for that, and call me a, a conspiracy theorist, it's true, though. If you go back and you look at how the NIT ended this year, okay, guess who was in the final four of the NIT? There was only one team from those – Six conferences, Wisconsin. The other was UAB, North Texas, and Utah Valley. And guess what that means? That means that when you have teams that don't have big fan bases like uh, or, or as in the eyes of the NCAA, they don't bring in quote enough revenue and people won't watch it. And so guess what? We're going to do everything that we can to make it about money and not the student-athletes. Believe it or not, that's how the NCAA operates. So, so hypothetically, and forget the school names, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but just to, to visualize it. So you could have Oklahoma State from the Big 12 with a 10-21 and 21 record get a higher bid and get to host a first round game over a 27 and 5 Southern Miss team. 
that doesn't win the conference tournament but wins the regular season title. Absolutely. When does it stop? I mean, when when do the when do the group of five schools break away, break away from the Power Five and do their own? Thing? Or when? Or when? When do the other group? When do the smaller schools just say to heck with you guys? We're getting rid of you. If you're not going to pull away well, from us, we'll pull away from you. Th- there's going to be. There's been some pushback on this um, because nobody was consulted. And if there's one thing that's still halfway pure in college basketball, it is the NCAA tournament and it is the NCAA postseason because anything can happen when you just get in, right? I'm afraid that this is the test run from when they try to eliminate auto bids. Now, that's just me being cynical from from the NCAA tournament, and I, I would hope that it would never come to that. But if they can get away with this, then what can they not get away with at the next level? Of course, regardless of what school you're at or at what level, if you haven't demonstrated some level of competence on the floor, you shouldn't go to any tournament. I mean, and I've had this problem with the MHSAA at the high school level. I mean, and high school playoffs begin. We'll have Will East on the show later on this week. But some of these teams that are beginning playoffs have only won two or three games all year, and they're in the playoffs. Should not happen. Should not. You're exactly right. All right, on tomorrow's show, play-by-play voice of Louisiana Monroe as we get closer and closer to what's really an important football game uh, for Southern Miss and uh, lots of other good stuff uh, the remainder of the week. So junior college update tomorrow as well. Hope you'll join us every day at 1 o'clock. want you to always remember that we really appreciate you listening. Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.